Bienvenue à tout le temps, animer par du fil et une rose. Do you know what that meant? Um, welcome to Killing Time with two girls, one pink. <laughs> that red. one red. I did. I did do redhead. I'm sure it didn't translate perfectly to the French version of ginger, because I feel like ginger, since it's slang, it wouldn't have worked too well. But that's my French introduction. So please, I I wrote it, read it directly off of Google Translate. So. I didn't catch any of that. Lex, do you speak French? How did you know that? I understood that because you my did. Mom- Oh, yeah. Fee is girl. Rose yes. is red or pink, depending. Bienvenue. I took French in high school, and my mom speaks fluent French, and she practices law in French. So I picked up some things Ooh. over the years. I should have probably had you say that then. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> we just we were there for 10 days, Honestly, and I didn't this, get any of that. this is the comedy version of our podcast, so I think what you did was great for that purpose. <laughs> Perfect. Well, if you didn't pick up on that beautiful intro by yours truly... Uh, this whole episode of Killing Time is going to be French-themed because Jared and I just came back from our French uh, adventure to the south of France, and we thought we'd do a little themed episode to celebrate all things France. Yes. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Um, before we start, I know we have some housekeeping, Alexis, that I saw you add to our Google Doc. Do we want to talk about it? Uh. Sure. Really, I just want everyone to know the number to call in with the worst thing, the worsty firsty confessions. Yes. Um, and I realize we're kind of inconsistent with where we post it. And when we say it, we're going to try to remember to keep putting them in the episode descriptions for killing time. So you guys yeah. can have quick access to that. But for now, it is 323-539-3516. A reminder, it'll ask you for your name. We never hear that. So don't worry about your anonymity cover being blown. And also, it'll give you about two minutes before it cuts you off. So either get it in two minutes or spread it over two. And also, aside from like doing the Worsty Firsties and Killing Time, we are also doing extended Worsty Firsties on our Patreon. Where yes. We're going to go through all of our... We get so many calls, we can't go through... <laughs> them all for our episodes so it'll be an extended version of you know to make sure everybody gets heard yeah everybody gets heard at least yeah. from the, the patrons get it yes <laughs> the first the undergrounds gets it jared are you still feeling jet lagged or are you what's your vibe um it, it like it's weird every like 30 minutes it kind of comes and goes like i felt really energetic like remember like yesterday i was like i'm gonna clean the whole apartment and then like as soon as i was done i was like i'm gonna take one of my famous 30 minute naps <laughs> Yeah. He took a nap at 8 p.m. when we got home. Like, he did exactly what you're not supposed to do. For 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Did it's you like sleep my... well that night? Uh, yeah, I slept fine. It, like, what did I, I, got a, I got like a late coffee, too. I think that's kind of the move sometimes. Like, if you, if, would we get home like 4 or 4.30? Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh, if I'm going to make it to like 11 p.m., I should probably get a coffee, which is horrible idea. Usually, usually pretty late in the day. Horrible like, um, idea. Sounds didn't awful. bother me. It worked out really great. That's my move, but it's not for everybody. And I but know he, he can sleep just standing up, basically. So <laughs> oh, why is that? People could like men, especially Matt is this way too. He could literally like yell at Bosley to be quiet. In in one breath, he's snoring again. And I'm yep. like, how? If that were me, I'd be up for two hours. And I was. Yes. <laughs> well, it's because well, women we hold on to just like all of this like emotional dread pain. and the weight of our world, the world on our shoulders, Ugh. and that anxiety. Even if it's, uh, you know, through the generations, it just like exists in our very beings that men God. just don't have to because it's easy for them. I feel like the older you get as a man, too, the easier it is to just zonk <laughs> out. Because the older you get as a man, the easier it is is to exist in life. <laughs> You know, like you just can kind of cruise along while women bodies are falling apart and like we're going through menopause and we're going insane. So also men like surrender to the realities of life and women just fight them like women aren't okay with the way things are ever because the realities of our lives are not great. Right. So men are all just like, this is easy. And like, yeah, they're like, there's some things that suck, but I'm not going to try to fix it. And women are like. We're obsessed about it, and there's no joy left for us. No. Yeah. Men take it all. <laughs> Sorry. And then we have insomnia. 
<laughs> Long story short. <laughs> um, okay, so are you guys ready for the dark day today? Because I cannot, because we decided to do a French-themed killing time while we were traveling. We're like, it'd be so fun to do a little recap at parts and just, you know, have some French on the stands. And we love a theme over here at the first degree. We love a theme. But as I was looking for our dark day, because Alexis was like, we can tie it in somehow. Like, I don't know what it'll be. It's like it fell right into my lap. I opened this document briefly and then I saw the list and I was like, look away. This is good, though. I was oh, like yeah. very <laughs> impressed with how how what good Perfectly. jumping off points we're going to have. For it really just it, it does happen to us so many times where things just fall into place so perfectly it aligned. I was like mind blown. OK, so today, July 14th is in 1789. It was the beginning of Bastille Day, which is the French National Day, like the French, a huge day in the French Revolution, their version of the 4th of July. How insane is that? That that just happened to be today. I'm telling you, it was a cosmic shuffling of the deck kind of situation. It is a cosmic shuffling of the deck. So uh, do you guys know much about Bastille Day or should we do a little history lesson? I only know of the band who named themselves after it. Bastille. Did they? Probably. They're British. Mm. Yeah, but... Whatever. I'm not from Maine. People steal ideas from other countries <laughs> all the time. That's very true. You're not from Maine. Okay, so Bastille Day is a holiday celebrating the storming of the Bastille on July 14th of 1789 and a violent uprising that helped usher in the French Revolution. Big day for the French Revolution. So do you guys know what the Bastille even is? No. Looks like a fortress, probably. It was built as a medieval fortress that eventually became to be used as a state prison and political prisoners were often held there as were citizens detained by the authorities for trial. And by the eight, the late 18th century, it was barely used like they're basically going to demolish it. But it symbolized the callous tyranny of the French monastery of the French monarchy, especially King Louis the eighth. And is it Louis or Louis? I like Louis. Let's go with Louis. That's the French way. Louis and Marie Antoinette but on there was like all of this unrest that was happening in 1789 and on July 14th and this sounds kind of familiar to something that might have happened in our country a mob approached the Bastille to demand the arms and ammunition that were stored there and when the forces guarding the structure resisted the attackers captured the prison and released the seven prisoners that were held there which is kind of sad there's only seven prisoners in this entire prison must have been lonely. I know, but they released them and they were good to go. But the storming of the Bastille signaled the first victory of the people of Paris against a symbol of the old regime in France. Jack, you're such a historian. Was that all just off the top of your head? That was impressive. Yeah, you know, because you know how well I I retain information (laughs) that doesn't include like Love Island storylines. But Anyways, there's this French restaurant that we love over here in L.A., and it's uh, around the country, a few different cities, called Zinke, and they're having a Bastille celebration today that Jared and I will be attending. You are? You guys are so committed to this killing time theme. I mean, I just love Zinke, and it just happened to, they're celebrating. We're there like every other day. You guys want to go out to dinner today. Yeah. So celebrate your Bastille Day. If you're French, if you're not, have a cheese board, you know? Some formage. Yeah, some burrata. A tomato. <laughs> no, that's Italiano. Oh. Some brie. There was met some there was, camembert. There was much burrata in France. I'm Maybe more than any other cheese. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Eat countries like borrowing from other countries. That's absolutely right. All right. Well, in uh, True Crime Rewind, we are going to dive into some more things French. But until then, we have got some bitching to do that's also French. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On The Stand. Every week we're bringing a person, place, thing, idea, whatever to the stand that we're either loving or hating and having a healthy discussion about it. Then we're voting if it's guilty or not guilty, bringing it to Instagram. And everybody can have their own say. Also, On The Stands are still popping off in our Facebook group. So if you have something to say, throw it on in there. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I don't know if any of you follow Jack on Instagram, at Jack Vanek. Oh, thank you. She um, posts some cute little animals, usually mm. little sea creatures, aquatic animals, etc. So Frogs. 
that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> so she posts the cutest little frogs ever. So I think I'm putting frog legs on the stand <laughs> because um, in France, it's a delicacy. It's everywhere. It is. it is. And I think we can do without that. I, I, I don't think the life and the amount of meat align. Like, I, you know, why let you get more from a chicken? Yeah. You know, listen, all the slaughter of any animal is just a sad thing. Um, but I feel less terrible about discussing this in the context of Europe because their meat industry isn't as vile as ours. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking France that we're talking, these are small little farms. And I, if there's frog farmers, I'm not trying to put you out of business. This isn't personal. Um, but I just think Sorry to are, all of you frog farmers, <laughs> Pari- you're, you're, the French frog, Parisian farmers. frog farmer. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, I think we can, even if it's delicious, it probably is. I think we can do without. Yeah. I've never had a frog league before. Have you Jared? I don't think that I have, to be honest. Like I, it just doesn't say it's like it's like what Lex said. Like I just don't think there's enough meat on that thing. I actually think I did try it in France. Yeah. Um, and what did it taste like? Uh, any meat. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't this like different experience. It was like a chicken. Like, yeah. But t- it was thin. Like not sort nearly of enough chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know? It's just I have to say that I am not I'm very adventurous in everything in my life especially when it comes to travel like I'm uh like a big daredevil I like trying new things but I am not adventurous when it comes to food like food is not my forte especially international food so frog leg is just something I mean maybe I'd have like a little bite of it but it's something especially with my newfound love for frogs I know they're not making my frogs into the frog legs because the frogs I love are called African rain frogs they're literally look like balls with legs and eyes um they're not a French frog but it does look like more meat technically but I mean I, I they do look a little chewier yeah I feel like they're full of air <laughs> there's more going on over there <laughs> they're literally look the like skinny a big... ass frogs <laughs> They look like a big balloon. Um, but yeah, frog legs, it's just not, it's not something that I, I need to be trying in my life. And I could do, I could do without them too. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say gonna go, no. big, big guilty, but yeah. I don't know. Like maybe it's just like, uh, we actually didn't see many frog legs on the, on the menus. No, maybe it's like an old, maybe they don't sell it a lot anymore. You know how like beef Wellington used to be a big thing in the fifties and now it's mm-hmm. like, no one eats it except magic castle. You can't get it anywhere else. So maybe it's oh. like, <laughs> maybe yeah. it's like, you know, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I've never mm. been big to the magic castle. <laughs> we'll, we'll make that happen. <laughs> oh, I love some magic. I got really pissed off that they there was a magician on this newest season of The Bachelor, and he got kicked off before the first episode even he got finished. A ba- he got I a thought bad it was really lame. Edit. I yeah. thought he, I thought the music was uh, music. I thought the magic was lame. It wasn't yeah. good, and he honestly, his personality was pretty fucking cheesy. I just thought it was like lame. It's like what nerds do at parties. I was just like, dude, you have to be sexier than this. This is gonna be like they're gonna think you're just on the computer like they're gonna think you're an incel if you do a magic trick to her <laughs> no see i mean <laughs> it depends i think but yeah in this context there was no oh, winning okay. you could have no. disappeared in like <laughs> Come out of a fucking manhole in the street. No, I get very. Wouldn't have liked it. I get very impressed and turned on by a magic (laughs) trick. When Jared and I first started dating, I told him I loved magic, so he was the person on YouTube looking up card tricks so he could impress me. Yeah, incel. (laughs) (laughs) It was an incel moment. I'm not gonna lie. It didn't take. It didn't take. I I couldn't learn any of them. So Uh, I love magic. I was actually really bummed about that because I love a magician, and I'm like, yes, this is this is my time. And then his person, and he was just like, so. I just you can't trust them. You just can't trust a magician. They're too fast. No, yeah. they're gonna <laughs> steal your wallet. Slide a slide a hand isn't good for someone like me. Yep. No, I'm, I'm like. I'll just way always too aloof. suspect, even if it was like my husband and he did. I just always suspect that he stole from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's to stop him? Literally, like you're faster than a fucking ring camera. Who's gonna know? Yeah, yeah you'd yep. misplace something, and you're like, "What'd you?" Greased you... lightning hands. I know. Um, okay, so anyways, um, I'm gonna go next. So. 
My on the stand, and this is something that I'm sure every American can pretty much agree with because it's what we're used to. And in Europe, it's a completely different ball game. But what I'm putting on the stand is ice available for your disposal for drinks. Now, I haven't been to Europe in a few ice years. available at your disposal. At your, what did I say, in your disposal? In, uh, whatever, for. Let's just say know. ice in your drink. Ice in your drink. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to Europe in like a few years, obviously with the pandemic and stuff. So I kind of forgot that they just, they don't value ice the same way Americans do. And a lot of times your drink is very lukewarm. Jared got a IPA the last time we were, they were in Europe and it was warm, a warm, a IPA. warm, warm IPA. But you still drank it, didn't you? Of course. Yeah. Well, what are you you're not going to drink it? I you are. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put ice in it either. So that. <laughs> That really doesn't that doesn't play with the ice thing that you're talking about. I think you just mean like a cold bev. You right? could have made it like a, you could have made it like a michelada. You could have gotten creative and like put ice yeah. in it and squeeze some true. lime in it. Can yeah. I get some tomato and ice, please? Far from yeah. other countries. That's what at this really do. nice restaurant that we're at. No, but there are so many drinks. I mean, you just you're always getting a drink that is lukewarm, and there's no ice available to you. And then when you ask for a cup of ice, they give you one cube of ice. And all of the B&Bs that we're staying at, too, nobody had One ice. cube of like, ice? With little mini tongs and then like two, two ice cubes. Oh, my God. We have copious ice in the U.S. There's like scoopers that copious. are the size of your head. There's ice everywhere. We are ice rich for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. We have like the ice ball machines. Like there's it's just so easy for us over here in America that that was something that I like. I, I'm like, I take ice for granted. And I'm like, it doesn't cost that much money to make ice it's not maybe like it's there's a, a big discrepancy like you need a giant maybe it's space for ice like maybe you need a giant and they just don't like europe all the buildings are so old yeah they can't they weren't built for like big industrial machines like maybe they don't have the space for <laughs> like freezers and for ice machines that's you why you get make, one you cube. gotta make room for a cold beverage honestly just... knock down that two thousand year old wall and put <laughs> yeah. in a walk-in freezer yep. nobody needs it <laughs> D- knock it down turn it all into just one build a chipotle <laughs> yeah, exactly obviously Jared would have loved it people are gonna be certain people who don't know we're kidding are gonna be outraged we're obviously kidding yeah we're obviously Art kidding in history is more important than ice but i do <laughs> but i did miss ice but chipotle, maybe we can have know. a compromise <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, what um, they should do is have more food trucks. They should have a Chipotle truck just like bopping around. Yeah. Then you don't need it. You don't like need it. any uh, real estate. Yeah. I did. We did spend our last day in London and I was craving American food so bad that I did look up to see if there was a Jersey Mike's there. And there What's is that? one Jersey Mike's in London. So I could move there. Did you get it? That's so crazy. No. No, we went to this Indian restaurant that was fucking amazing. But oh. that's where Jared had the warm IPA. I didn't know you ate Indian food. Good for um, you. Not often, but I like it. We had it. Well, it was delicious. I love that. It's called Dishoom. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Jack eats like three things So when she's here in the U.S., so it's hard to know. Trust me. I was shocked when she was like, let's do this. I was like, are you sure you want to roll the dice on like good. a bunch guys, of spices? You guys posted photos. It looked awesome. Yeah, yeah but great. I don't have like that. I don't have an Indian. Indian food doesn't like make my stomach right. rumble and tumble the way that it does to other people. I wish it would because mm-hmm. I was constipated my entire trip. But it was I got the iron gut sometimes, you know? Yeah, I did. Well, uh, yeah. Ice, no ice, ice. not guilty. guilty. Wait, no. I love ice. I love ice too. So ice, not not guilty, wait, not guilty. Yes, <laughs> ice, not guilty. A warm no, that's, IPA. That's more guilty. positive. Saying ice is not guilty is more positive than saying no ice guilty. It's just yes. the French way, and yep. we're spoiled Americans. It's just the glass. Are, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Been soured by the cold, loving arms of ice our entire lives. <laughs> it is. It's just. It's this. It's this ice privilege that we have here, and it's. Yeah. It makes me feel bad. But and honestly, it was checked. Now, yes, yes. And it, now it was. you know that. Look how lucky we are. There could be just no ice one day, and that would be. Yeah. Then what do we do? Yeah. Uh oh. All right, Jared. What's on the stand? All right. Stand I'll for go you? last. Um, Are you okay. okay? <laughs> what? Thank you for stating the and obvious. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. I'm fine with that. Um, so mine is. I feel like I'm a pretty personable person. Like I feel like I'm. I like to talk to people and meet people. And um, one of the times that I feel like that is compromised for me is when I'm on a plane and the person is right next to me. One of the reasons I don't like this is because everyone else around me can probably listen in on my conversation with a brand new stranger. 
So I, I'm putting on the stand meeting and talking to your seatmate on a flight. The reason why it gives me so much anxiety is because there's no out of the conversation. You start talking and it's like the conversation doesn't have a bookend. There's no like, hi, this is me and this is where I'm headed and this is what I'm doing. And then like, thank you, goodbye. I won't talk to you for the rest of the flight. So it's open-ended. And you could be trying to watch a movie. You could be trying to listen to music. You could be doing your, listening to a podcast, doing anything else. But there's really no bookend. So you could be interrupted at any point. That's and why, everyone else can hear your conversation. That's why I don't like it. I don't I agree with you because then it just never ends. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now, but I'm still right here. It's not like yeah. it was it's nice awkward. to meet you. Then it's awkward. Or if you get into a really in-depth conversation and they're like your age and you happen to be single, which has happened to me before, and they're like attractive or something, then you're like, I don't want to fall asleep. In front of this person, <laughs> be like, open yeah, mouth. Yeah, you're like, like you're like now, because then you're like you you undoubtedly you start drinking with them because like what else are you gonna do? Yeah, and then you were supposed to do work on the plane and it didn't get done, and you're supposed to take a nap on the plane on your red eye to be fresh in the morning, and that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. and it just disrupts your whole plan. When I ra- would rather have just never said a word to you, but now we're having a good time. We're gonna exchange numbers and we're never gonna talk again. But that's yep. like the best case scenario. I've never won. Once in my life, sat next to an attractive person on the plane. Like that, that. Wow. Well, other than Jared. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's fine. Continue. No, For once know. in my entire life, I've been attracted once. to someone. Not a single no, time. No, but like, that's like everybody's fantasy, right? Like, you meet the love of your life on the plane. Like, I've never, that's never once even been a possibility for me. Like, oh, ugly people only. I can't think of a, a, a certain person, but I know something like that's happened. I've just uh, been you, on the plane thousands that, of times. Well, that yeah. happened to our mutual friend, Kendra. Her and I went to Europe. This was years ago, maybe like eight years ago. And on our flight back, we met these two guys and she ended up hitting it off with they're in front of us and then they swapped seats. So I had to sit next to his friend who I did not like. And then her and that guy made out the entire flight. On so the not, flight? So not only did I have to switch seats and like have to sit next to some guy that was like trying to hit on me that I did not find attractive, and she was she got to make out with that literally guy. making out with someone on the plane. That is wild. When another thing I'd like a, to another... put on the stand at a later time, but I mean, making come on. out on the plane. Come on, that's <laughs> that would be a new one for me. Yeah, I've never done that. Um, or like joining the Mile High Club when you're I don't not think you in can first do class that anymore. I mean, I don't know if you can. I mean, I you could in first people, class. I don't know how people get away with it. The bathrooms on planes are absolutely disgusting. I think private jet or not at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Come on, people. I'm not, not into that. Plus, you I feel, feel like, like garbage on the plane. Like, yeah. are people really turned on up there? It's like, what? Your feet. Jack's got, her, dry. Compre- Jack's got yeah. her compression socks on. She's Which, probably by the f- way, have you seen that all the people defending the compression socks? That's, That's fine. for real, yeah. And I maybe they're great for your little circulations, but not so much for like the sedu- seduction power you know that's not that's no. not the compression socks it's not like an aphrodisiac for jared you know <laughs> she's like comp- all right i'm putting them on i was like you gross <laughs> show watch let me watch the compression socks that i got like went up to my thighs so they are almost like a sock you would wear alexis like with a, a sexy little mini thigh high? yes okay okay <laughs> so maybe you should rethink the compression sock honestly i'm rethinking a lot I know, you know, I'm just bringing you to like new ideas. I appreciate that. Um, okay, well, talking to the person next to you on the plane is so, so guilty. Right, yeah, guilty. It's, it's quiet time. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time for some true crime rewind. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Okay, so I thought, well, when I started researching this episode for True Crime Rewind, I was trying to find, like, the most French crimes that have ever happened. Like, you know, maybe somebody was dressed as a mime and stole a bunch of baguettes or something like that. But I couldn't find them. But what I did find during (laughs) my research is the craziest and most obscure French laws, which we love. Of like a crazy law over here. We've done episodes about it before. So are you guys ready to go through some of these crazy French laws? Yes. We, 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 okay. So 
one law in France says that is completely legal to marry a dead Wait, is this person. a historic law that no longer applies no i think this one is still applicable oh interesting um because there are so you have to there's three like caveats that you need to that's not the right word i was looking for but there's three criteria like, criteria conditions i'm still jet lagged if you can't tell like i cannot find the correct words they're swirling around in my brain okay that's okay one you is you need what <laughs> It's not like you talk for a living. It's fine. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? We we edited out all the times I fucked up in our podcast yesterday. And this one, it's just like a free-for-all. So who cares? That's you know? right. Keep going. Okay. So the three things that you need to check off to marry a dead person is you need to prove that the deceased person had the intention of marrying you. So they can't be a random stranger. That or like, like maybe they had to have proposed or, you know... Maybe you're engaged. Yes. Something to you that indicates your a love letter of a betrothed. sort, sure. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> there must be serious grounds for marriage, but I don't. That is pretty vague. Yeah, I mean, my interpretation is like I really want to. That's like you, anyone can marry. You know, if you get if you want to get married, you can. So is that yeah. the grounds? Like burning desire? Like someone's just got to really want to do it. I need yeah. to marry this dead guy. How do you quantify <laughs> that? You know, how do like, you prove it? Yeah, you crawl you... through glass to prove you want to marry the dead guy. <laughs> you go through like the whole uh, thing from Wipeout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to carve <clears throat> your name and whatever. In an okay. Obstacle course. The last. The last. <laughs> I one... picture the thing where you where you sli- you know in movies where you like do the yeah. you slice your hand. Yeah, like... or you have to pull the sword from the stone. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll have exactly. evil French vibes. By yeah. sheer, like, the, the love that lives within inside you has to give you the strength to yes. overcome these physical challenges. Yes. Um, the last one is the president of France must approve the marriage. So you better suck up to that you better, president you of France. You gotta be in his cabal. Wow, you gotta be yeah. in the cabal. <laughs> yeah. You have to have some blackmail against you. Like, yeah. maybe have gone to Jeffrey Epstein's island. Like, there's gotta be something that something they have good. over your head. Yeah, need, Or something they want. Yes. Like uh, like a secret po- code to a secret potion or like secret naval fucking security clearances or something. Something real valuable. I'm picturing like a Liam Neeson movie where like he, he fights his way all the way up to the top level. To get married to, to his death to someone dead. Yeah. yeah, what's the point? Then like what's your prize? Then you're married and then you can't get married to another person. You maybe just like fucked yourself over. Maybe it goes into like the sacred <laughs> sort of like families, like lineages. If you yeah. like really, who knows, land transfers. They do it old school in France. Yeah, you know? like serfs and lords. Monarchy for a while. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next weird law is you can't name your pig Napoleon. It is illegal to name your pig Napoleon. And... <laughs> It's, it was, I guess, illegal in France to make fun of Napoleon. And I guess the worst thing that you could ever do is name your pig Napoleon. Wow. Law is still active. Law is, st- <laughs> Law is still active. That was the note, which but I think Napoleon's <laughs> just going to enforce name. that. I mean, not Napoleon. Not no. Napoleon. That little fucker's dead. But like, who's going to go around to some old, like you go to this old man farmer's little little barn he's got his little mom and pop farmland and he's like what's this pig's name the police are like what about this one yeah. oh that's muffy what about this one that's <laughs> chortle like he'll just lie like if one is named napoleon <laughs> it's you, not like you need that a birth certificate for a pig right here's why this is why this is such a travesty is like that's such a cute name for a pig napoleon like i feel like napoleon adorable. is like the best name i know ever i feel like pig. we should name our dog napoleon when we get it that's such a like, cute name for no, a little i just gave you the name chortle <laughs> that sounds like a pokemon character there's a there's a squirtle that's what squirtle. it is yep and charmander yeah it's like a hybrid mm-hmm. didn't we go through a whole thing was this with our friend group that we we're trying to pick a pokemon yeah yeah i don't remember what i chose usually okay. puff or something oh yeah that was mine jared what kind of pokemon do i look like oh it's what you look like or the one that you'd like to have as a pet no oh. the one that i embody Oh, the, which one do you embody? Yeah. Um. Oh God, that's a tricky one. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna revisit this. Maybe we should do a Pokemon like theme for our next killing time. Okay, we'll yeah. think about this. This yeah. is, and everybody listening, think about what Pokemon you are. Okay. Yeah. 
The next law is you must listen to French music. So because they were trying to really hold on to the French culture and because American entertainment was just kind of infiltrating everywhere in the world, basically, they passed a law in 1994 that insists that 40% of music played on the French radio stations must be by French artists, which I don't hate. You know, this is nationalism. Like I, this is pride in your, you know, culture and language. I kind of love that. I love yeah. it too. Support yeah. your local artists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or your historic artists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love a, l- a little French cafe music. Some like, piano, what is nicer than some that? Some Chopin. Yeah. Ooh. You know? Okay, this next one I love. It says it's illegal to fly or land a UFO in the southern French town of Chateau du Pape. Chateau du Pop. And I think there's a really good wine that comes go. from this region. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Like well, a really, really oh. good wine. If you Google it, Jack, you'll, you're going to want to try it. It's like a really expensive, really fine wine that everyone loves. Um, oh, my God. I love this. Yeah. I love that great. I pronounced it so horribly. That's okay. Um, French is hard. It says the law. I, I just can't do any language. It says the law that states you can't fly, fly a UFO over that little town or land one on the town. It is thought that this rule was initially passed as part of a marketing campaign. And, but it's remained in place. So unfortunately, any aliens that are coming down here that want to land somewhere, I don't know how you arrest somebody from a different world, but allegedly... Apparently there's a whole secret department that handles that. So I don't know. What if their That's bodies true. can just turn into water and then like reemerge? Like, how are you going to put a cuff on a body <laughs> like that? It's You're- stu- <laughs> Also, like, what if these aliens are 500 feet tall? Like, I I hate this idea that aliens are what we envision them to be as, like, the I rays. Love, yeah, I love the notion that you're just going to be able to, like, catch them. Like, yeah, like, put them in a cage. I what mean, if, if they can they can fall into molecules and reassemble as, like, a dragon over you? Like, good luck arresting like, if them. If they make if it all the way to Earth, yes. you can't arrest them. There's, no, if it's like they're, they obviously have better technology than us, they can figure out how to get out of a fucking handcuff. That's so funny. Also, like, what if they need to go to their atmosphere to survive? Like, what if they need, what if there's, there are too many variables. They're going to land here and they're going to do what they want. It's like, it's like, why enforce that law? Let them land there. I know. Also, let them land where they want. Let them land. If aliens are, if they're finally coming here, it's like, don't fuck it up. Little small French town with amazing wine. They're probably going to blow this planet up and not land on it. They're going to be like, that one's in the way. I want to harness their sun for energy. And like, no, and and they're going to use us. They're going to use little humans as little ants to carry out all their, all of their deeds. That's not ideal, but it's possible. (laughs) That's fine. I like directions. Yeah. Follow orders. (laughs) Don't say that. Okay. Jared's looking for some simple work for his retirement. (laughs) He wants to be. He wants to go work at Costco, handing out samples. I I just want some mindless stuff. He wants to assemble like intricate toys in a factory. He just wants them to keep his mind sharp and. Yep. Some use his hands on the earth to get some stuff done. And help the aliens a little bit. Sounds nice. And help the aliens out. Okay, next one. This will be our last one because I think we're running out of time. I'm having a great time. Okay. (laughs) So this next rule is one that I love. But, well, no, I hate. It says it's illegal to be naked in your own home. It says if you're naked in your own home but somebody else can see you from the street outside, you could potentially be fined between 15 and 30,000 euros and face up to one year in prison. So this is crazy because Jared and I have had this conversation of the naked neighbor. Oh, we would lose everything. The naked neighbor exists. And the tagline for naked neighbor is either you have one or you are one. Yeah. I am the naked neighbor. I am. I must be because I must be. I, I really don't care. Like I am changing naked all the time, right in front of the window. I'm like, if, if the guy from across the marina can see me with his binoculars, you know, he's gonna, he's trying hard enough. So Not might me. as well give him a show. I will army crawl my way to the dresser to get my underwear out of it. Like I can't, <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know why. Well, know, like people looking in and like, even though I don't know, I, I love an open window, like at nighttime. I love seeing what people are doing. Like if you're driving past, like Jared not is a voyeur. He loves. <laughs> he has. I just want to see what. How'd you decorate? I I um when I'm alone, clothes are just too restricting. I'm already having a panic attack almost at all times, and like there's uh, nothing oh, yeah. more constricting than clothes. But 
I can't see my neighbors in their windows during the day, even though they're open. So I'm like, they can't see me. It's night where shit gets dicey. Exactly. When you're illuminated yeah. inside when and the it's light dark is on, outside. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I just always I have don't... to remember to close my blinds at night. But it's hard sometimes, you know. Hard. Yeah. But I try to be diligent. Um, but I, I haven't seen any of my naked neighbors, so I must be them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You either have one or you are one. Yeah. I live with one. So... <laughs> I can't wear pants ever. Well, we all know I have like a, a leg claustrophobia issue. So like I can't wear pants. And yet she loves compression socks. <laughs> I don't love compression socks. You, Jack wants a compression sock Sponsor. Spokes, spokesperson shoot, position. Like she's looking to be on the AARP compression socks promotional channels. <laughs> so call me and i'll facilitate the deal oh my Sock god people. i actually threw my compression socks out because i'm like i'm never gonna need these until my next european trip which is not going to be for a long time so they're in the trash sounds um economical yeah <laughs> yeah a disposable compression sock huh honestly i was shocked at how thin they were i was like there's no way these work they like felt like a like a really flimsy tight i was like i think i got like a shitty version on amazon it didn't work. I don't know. For I how does, much you talk these things work? up, you betrayed. You threw them under the bus quick. You're <laughs> yeah, just like you thanks for the I thanks talked, for the good circulation. Out you go. I talked them up before I wore them, and then like I don't think anything works. So I'm like everything is like I'm like an anti placebo type of a person. Like I feel like nothing works on me. Nothing does work. Nothing yeah. really works anyway. It's everyone's just trying to sell stuff because yep. every everyone's in Capitalism. pain. Everyone's emotionally fragile and all of our body parts hurt so they know they can just sell us limitless things yeah looking for the comfort that will never come yes <laughs> we're all just looking to waste all of our money on shit that's not gonna work yeah like lozenges and fucking massaging chairs and heated seats like it's gonna ever soothe the pain as we all as we <laughs> as we all wait for our prime day purchases to show up right something. now yeah <laughs> honestly i've worked i took a really hard at the gym yesterday so my whole body hurt so i'm just like how do i fix this epsom salts ordered no. it for prime day it'll be oh. here any, they'll be here any minute hopefully it does I, something but it will I, I actually think those work kind of well i've done it before i doubt it See, something from, something that wouldn't work something from the earth that could be free assault exactly. assault not <laughs> yeah. assault but a piece of salt a assault. Salt. A well, salt yeah okay well i feel like that this is this segment is over honestly so. <laughs> there's one no but i think the last one is so good oh wait what is that and then the ketchup even if we have to cut one of our worsties i think this is worth the, the discussion okay so the last law the weird french law we're going to go through is that unlimited self-serve ketchup is illegal in france which i really have an issue with because i am a ketchup lover Honestly, the correlation here is clear. It's because of French fries. I mean, like, where but France do they have more frites? And they, people are probably exploiting this privilege of unlimited ketchup because of the copious frites everywhere. They serve you know it what? with steak, they serve it with mussels, they serve it everywhere. And yeah. people, probably Americans, take advantage and took advantage <laughs> of the unlimitless ketchup. We are a buffet oh. culture, and we love we, we are love gluttons. Unlimited. We are gluttons for condiments. <laughs> and no, ice. we definitely we definitely are. Like I feel like as Americans, we we are like a we're sauce obsessive, and I really use a French fry as a vessel to get the ketchup in my mouth. And I feel like Americans, if you put a French person or a European next to an American, the Americans probably using 10 times more ketchup with each fry. Like that's well, we just also part of our calories culture. into our meal. Like French yes. fries alone are not enough calories. We need to put a sugary tomato paste on it as well. I, I People mean, are going to think that I'm a psychopath, but I don't usually catch up my fries. I have to catch up. Just otherwise, yeah, take, it's, it's otherwise not, it's not a must for me they're not even worth eating without a ketchup for me no i'll have like two no, the fry it's no the fry itself is i mean fries are one of my favorite foods in the entire world but that is considering it's a fry and ketchup you can't eat a fry alone it's sad oh, oh i sure it's can. incomplete i can't right. that's that's crazy okay well um all right well when we come back we're gonna hear all of the worst things that you people have ever done What's the worst thing you've ever done? Welcome, Firsty Worsties. 
Thank you for joining us for your, I don't know, it's lateral. Is it on the stand or this people like better? Not sure, but first or second favorite segment of Killing Time. Um, <laughs> we are going to get started. I always get a kick of what I, I name these files. We're going to go with Tattoo John. Let's listen to Tattoo John. It's not the name of the worstie, but the title of the story. Hi, this is me. I'm calling in for the worstie firstie because I am a thirsty worthy. So I was probably 16 or 17, and uh, in high school, there was uh, supposedly a rumor about that you could find some gentleman to give you a tattoo if you were underage. So it became a mission of mine and my friends to find this gentleman and uh, get a tattoo. So it didn't take long. Turns out he is aptly titled uh, Tattoo John. And you just, you know, go over to his house. He's got a tattoo machine, and he just does the thing. So me and my friend, we go to Tattoo John, and we get our tattoos done and uh she gets a precious little like heart situation on her hip i decided to get two like palm sized colorful birds on either shoulder total 2009 2010 move and uh you know thought i was just the hottest shit so um, I did my best at keeping it a secret, but I've got the biggest and baddest mouth around. And my brother's stupid fucking friends sold me out to my mother. And she blew up, and she lost her shit, rightfully. It was probably terrifying. Um, and decided that she wanted to go confront Tattoo John so we literally are driving to his house, and it's just me and my mom, and I'm crying. I'm destroyed. She has verbally kicked my ass, and um, I'm kind of terrified. I don't want to go fight Tattoo John. I hadn't paid him yet. It was $50, which for me to find was difficult. And so I go up to his house. I take my mom to Tattoo John's house, and we... Uh, she stands behind me and I pretend to ring the doorbell. I stand around for like 20 seconds and I'm like, okay, this is the here. We gotta go. So my mom, I think she realized how stupid it was to try to confront this clearly criminal uh, gentleman to, uh, about tattooing her underage daughter. So we just like scurry back to the car and um, I get grounded. My mom is utterly disappointed my grandma's utterly disappointed. My dad is utterly disappointed. And it was a terrible time in my life. I was a relatively good kid until I did something dumb like that. So, anyway, uh, that was maybe one of the dumbest decisions. And during my groundment period, uh, another terrible decision was made. So, maybe you'll hear that. Just the bread comes later. Anyway, love you guys. There are so many parts of this story that I want to discuss. First yes. of all, the urge, the childhood urge to want a tattoo is it's one crazy. I can relate to very well, actually. Um, I've had yes. mine removed. Do you want to tell your story? Yeah, but I don't want to give any identifying information about where the tattoo is, was, was. <laughs> uh, anyways, I had, I got a tattoo when I was in 11th or 12th grade, and I don't remember how my parents found out, but they were super pissed, but they got distracted and forgot about it. Um, but yeah, it's an urge that's inexplicable, isn't it? Only mine was done by a man with the handlebar mustache at a tattoo place. I didn't, the home thing, I mean, you're ballsy to go to this tattoo John's house. Yeah. You know, a needle probably connected to like a sewing machine with a pedal, <laughs> right? Like they do in prison. Thank yeah. God you're okay. Who is this man? Yeah, an <laughs> underage prison tat. Yeah. yeah. Great idea. But it is, it is so crazy. It is. You know, it's 
It's so insane to think about how permanent tattoos are and how flippant your mind is when you're that young getting them. I was going to say, I mean, even as an adult, you're still going to like probably end up regretting what you get. Like, I, I think I regret almost all of mine, if not all of my tattoos. And and yeah, it's just like I, that, that idea of it being so permanent. I guess when you're younger, it's it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Um, well, because when you're younger too, and you're when you're so impassioned about something or yeah. whatever, you're not thinking about how you're going to feel about this in your 30s, 40s, 50s, or it's something that you love so much at the time that you're like, I'm always going to love this taking back taking back Sunday lyric across my chest. <laughs> like uh, your brain—it's yeah. not a phase. Your brain is not developed enough to understand how you're going to hate that later. Yes. how you're going to change because you haven't changed yet you've been one teenager for like yeah. two years so you exactly. haven't become different people and by the time we're adults we're like oh i've metamorphosized how many times you know it's just you don't have that wisdom yet but long story short i hope now you see your tattoos your beautiful birds as little wings on your shoulders that lift you from the from the pangs of adulthood and brings you back to your nostalgic high school days Wow, I loved that. The spin that we needed. What is a tattoo if not a memory, you know? It's the memes. Do it for the memes. Thanks for the memories. This one's called Drunk in Boston. Hi, Alexis and Jack. I love you guys so much. Um, I've been dying to call in with the worst thing I've ever done, but I feel like there are so many things that I don't even know what to call in with, and I honestly... Um, I've just been having trouble thinking of something to call in with. So I was just listening to the Patreon for the worsty firsties digging in and a girl had a similar story to me. So I immediately had to pause and call you guys. Um, so this was maybe like five or six years ago before I uh, met my fiance. I went on a few dates with this guy um, he definitely was more into me than I was to him. And although I don't agree with this, I kind of started to ghost him to, um, kind of let him know I wasn't interested, but he really didn't get the hint. Um, and, and he seemed really upset, really angry that I was doing that. So one night my friends and I went out into Boston. It was me and two other girlfriends and my two other friends were absolutely hammered. Um, we were only at the bar for 30 minutes. Um, one of them got sick. Um, we took the train into Boston, so we were going to need to get back on the train, but I couldn't get them both on the train because they were both really drunk and sick, so I couldn't take them on the train and have them all throwing up. So I ended up calling him for a ride. Um, he lived about 30 minutes from Boston, and then I lived about another 45. He came and got us. Um, my friends puked in his car and one of them peed her pants. So I ended up having to go on a few more dates with him, um, as a thank you. I cooked him a really nice expensive dinner. I got him a gift card to get his car detailed. And then I feel like I was leading him on because after that, he felt like things were good with us. And then I let him down over a text message and told him I didn't want to see him anymore. Um, I still feel really bad about it. Um, however, he never used the gift card I got him to get his car detailed. And now it's expired because I can see it online when I log into my account. And he should have used that shit. And that's annoying and he should feel bad about that because it was expensive and I could have used that. So I feel a little bit less bad about what I did because he never used my gift card as a peace offering. Um, I hope I didn't get cut off. I love you guys. Thank you for letting us all air out our terrible sins. Love you so much. Bye-bye. So this is complicated. That was a um, roller coaster. Honestly, the it's disdain like stain for the gift card. I love it. Well, I think I was going to say this doesn't sound like you're so bad um, because, yeah, you used him for a ride, but then you cooked him a nice dinner and you got him a gift card. Like most people wouldn't do that. No. But now you harbor resentment. You don't feel bad anymore because you did this nice thing to let him down and because your friends 
fluid, fluided in the car. Ew. Fluided. That's even worse than just <laughs> saying <verb>. it. <laughs> Oh boy. I regret it. Ew, I'm disgusted. Ew. I don't know. I don't know where I was going for. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it in the Facebook group. Please let it go. No one heard anything. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I think maybe he sees that gift card as like, <laughs> that's like, you. it's kind of like the the final. It's like, like, like you're it's, his cab driver. It's like the Uber charge for, yeah. for someone throwing up in your car. And he's like, oh, I was this chick's Uber driver. And he might yeah. he and he might associate it with like the end of a relationship and probably feel almost like it's a sympathy Slighted. thing if he uses it. So that might be why he shied away from doing it. Or, or he, he thought just you threw up in the car and he wanted that essence to linger and that's how Ew. much he liked you. <laughs> I am on a roll today. She's doubling oh, down on the flu. I am so sorry. I don't know what is wrong. It's you know what? It's because we're doing this during the day. And I don't have my normal glass of wine that I've had. And for mm. some reason, my my true spirit is emerging. Yeah. <laughs> this is me sober. And now you guys all understand why Ugh. I need a, a glass of wine before killing time. Not the regular episodes. I can do that. Yeah. Yes. Killing time where my personality has to stand on its own. It really oh, has no. to shine. Oh, I know. No, no. We'll, we'll do our next one. We're doing this is the probably the last minute episode we've ever done. Yeah, but I don't think that shows because of how perfect everything's been. Perfection. Perfect. Well, this was such a good episode. It so is. So now I, I feel like Lex. I have something one special. Thing. I have something special Ooh. for you too. I what actually just pulled from Seinfeld a little witty repartee between a few of the cast that we're just going to leave you with. Okay. So we're all going to listen to it together because Jack and Jared haven't heard it yet. So let's go. That Pam, I am gaga over her. Gaga? When did that happen? Yesterday, six-ish. <laughs> well, maybe we should double. I'm pretty gaga myself. You just met the guy yesterday. Yeah, but we have a common goal. A barren, sterile existence that ends when you die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really believe this guy doesn't want to have kids? Yeah, of course. Elaine, a guy will say anything to get a woman. Oh, please, he wouldn't say that. Elaine, I once told a woman that I coined the phrase, pardon my French. I once told a woman I don't eat cake because it goes right to my thighs. Once told a woman I enjoy spending time with my family. You like that, Jared? Pardon my French. Oh, George, up to his old hijinks again. He really is. Ugh. And that's better than any Costanza stanza I could write, given the theme quote. of today. So yes. we leave you with George himself. Yeah, bonjour. Bonjour. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.